New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. All the time, God is good. Amen. We hope and pray you had a good week. If you didn't, it's over. I'll give you a chance to start a new one, okay? And if you experience something different, guess what you got to do? You got to do something different. Right? By the grace of God, amen. But thank God for all you that are here today and realize that thing. The rain sort of got some today, but we just want to continue to pray for them as well. Um, a lot of stuff is going on in the world. Look at your neighbors. A lot of stuff going on in the world. Amen. But where sin did abound, what happened? Grace did much more abound. And I think right now what we're doing as a church and as a, as a believer, God is getting us ready. Look at your neighbors. They're getting you ready. Getting you ready to, um, to do even greater things for him. Everything he, he placed in the Bible, um, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will always stand. So he's not going to let anything he put in that Bible pass away. So um, most important thing is just getting ready. Um, as a church, I think what we need to do, I think we need to get ready for the crowd. Stop looking at people the way you look at yourself. They're not going to look like you. They're not going to dress like you. They're not going to talk like you. They're not going to act like you. They're going to do things a whole lot different. But does that mean that they're not saved? No. So we got to be, we got to broaden our perspective a little bit or whatever, you know, and embrace people, you know, us four no more. So when, when guests come in, we need to embrace our guests. Let them know that we, this morning we had the brother to come in, you know, had a little plot. I mean, that plot was so weak. Really? Come on, New Hope, we can do better than that. We got to step up our game. Look at your neighbor say game. The devil is not playing game, but he has stepped up his game. So it's time for the church to step up their game by the grace of God. So last week I shared with you about um, working with the Holy Spirit. It's so important, really, to work with the Holy Spirit and to let him lead and guide you and direct you. He's going to tell you everything you need to do, and he's going to keep you out of trouble. Look at your neighbor said trouble. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of it out there. And see, what happens is you go over there to the, uh, I think, first, uh, first Peter chapter 5 and 8. I didn't put this on the scripture, but anyway, you can, you can look it up. The enemy is like a roaring lion. Seeking, looking for opportunities so he can, he can checkmate you. And we open the door, he's going to come in. He's not doing anything to us that we're not allowing him to do. Let me say that one more time. He's not doing anything to us that we're not allowing him to do. He don't have that type of power. Because if he had that power, he would have killed Jesus when they told Jesus to, to jump off the, off the pinnacle. Jesus would have been a dead, would, would have been a dead individual. But he don't have that type of power. And so the most important thing as believers, we got to step up and get this stuff out of our religious stuff out of our head that what we've been taught ever since grandma taught us and granddaddy taught us or whatever, 
and really update our minds and start looking at things the way God look at them so we can be able to experience the things God wants you to experience. Things are good, but they can be a whole lot better. Look at your neighbors that better. I want things to be better for me by the grace of God. And that's why I use today for a subject, a time to push back. Time to push back. We've been pushed around too long. It's time for us to start pushing back and start talking about, you know, what God is going to do. God is already going to do what he's going to do. It's time for us as believers to stand up and fight and do the things that we need to do for the grace of God. Stop being passive. Stop being a wimp. Stop just being a kid and someone just kick around the house. Stand up and bark and fight back just like, just like you need to fight back by the grace of God. It's time to push back and push back now. You know, it's just like over there in, um, in Ukraine by the grace of God. Those, those Ukrainian, even though Russia outnumbered them, but guess what? What they doing? What they doing? They laying down. They laying down. They pushing back. They pushing back. Because guess what? Just like you got to, you want to kill me, and all of you to get a body, you're going to have to bring a body. And seeing the Christian got to be the same way. We are too passive. We've accepted everything in the world, and then we wonder why our life is so jacked up. Really? It's not going to change until you change it. God has given you everything you need to pertain to life and godliness. And that's why the scripture says in the book of in the book of Psalms, Psalm 44 and verse 5. If you got your Bible, turn with us to that scripture if you will. It's time, brothers and sisters, time. It's time to push back and fight back. And the NIV says this. Though you was, though we were pushed back, push back our enemy, and though your name will trample our foes. We are pushing back. We're not going to let the enemy trample over us. We're fighting back. When the devil takes something from it, we're taking it back. You know, back in basic training, um, one of the things they do when you're going through training, they, they make you tough. Look at your neighbors, they're tough. You can't be timid. Because them drill sergeants get in your face, they scream at you. You get as close as they can get to and scream at the top of their voice. See, can you handle it? If you don't have the mental aptitude and being able to have the intestinal fortitude, you will break just like a pen. But guess what? But if you're tough, tough times don't always last. But tough people do. And that's what we got to do. Right now, we got to get tougher than what we are by the grace of God. And God wants us to continue to be, be tough by the grace of God. And see, we're living in a time now where we become so, so codependent in a world and society where we become, become so codependent upon our friends, God, the church, and everybody. We expect everybody to do everything for us. Dentists take the, dent the dentists take care of our oral hygiene. The doctor take care of our physical body. And then it just goes on from there. We don't want to, we don't want to fight. We don't want to do anything when it comes to taking care of ourselves. But unfortunately, men expect other people to do it for them. It's time for you to stand up and get some backbone. And stand up and be the man and the woman you say you ought to be. 
You can talk that smack, but can you walk the walk? This is the thing that we need to do. People, you know, a man will fight another woman, but he won't fight another man. Fight somebody, they'll fight back. But as long as you continue to fight him, he continue to push you over, he will continue to push you over. I remember years ago, we were growing up as kids, called this guy named Nabu. He's a big guy, man, with three of us, my brother, sister, and I. And, and every day seemed like he would pick on us, every day. He'd pick on us. And mom and daddy used to tell us all the time, say, y'all, those get them, get them lunchboxes. Remember the old time, y'all may or may not remember the lunchboxes. See, y'all don't remember them days, they had them old lunchboxes. They had two little clips on them while you close them or whatever. But anyway, so one day old Nabu, he came over, one day came up to us. He going to take our lunch. Man, we probably beat that guy until next year. And guess what? We didn't have no more problem with that bully. Because guess what? He knew one thing, that we were going to fight back, and we were going to push back. And this is what you got to do with the devil. As long as he can push you around, take your money, make you, look, make you feel bad, make you feel depressed, make you feel overwhelmed, make you feel like nobody cares, he's going to eat your lunch. But I got news for you. It's time to stand up and fight back. Time to stand up and fight back. Stop letting them kick you around like, like, you, like, like, like you are nobody. God has given you everything you need by the grace of God. Not only that, but also you got power and authority. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 9 and verse 1, you're not powerless, but you got power. Remember in the book of 1 John, I mean, St. John chapter 1 and verse 12, he says this. As many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. I remember growing up, um, my dad was, uh, <laughs> he was a much bigger man than mom was. Mom was only about, about five, five, four, whatever. But you talk about a yellow jacket. That sister knows she was a yellow jacket. One day I seen him slap mama, and I'm telling you, I don't know where this sister come from. She got on this guy just like ugly on eight, let me tell you. He didn't do that no more. So you want, it's one thing to play the fool one time, but you won't play the fool twice because I got something for you. And then he was, he was doing something else or whatever, and he said something else to her, and I never get this as long as I live. She was standing in the door. And she was drinking water out of a glass. And, um, and he was getting ready to give her this wire fence. And no sooner he bent over and once he stood up, he said we'd have to say, that sister took that glass. She turned that glass loose. It was almost like David and Goliath. But when she turned that glass loose, it, dad went to his grave with a scar on his head right now. But guess what? Mama didn't play. That's because you're bigger than I am. You're not going to push me around. And that's what we got to take that attitude when it comes to the devil. Just because you think you're big and you're bad, you're not going to push this boy around. You're not going to push me around anymore. I'm tired of you pushing me around. I'm tired of you doing stuff to me that I think I can't do nothing about. I'm fighting back, and I'm pushing back by the grace of God. And that's why the scripture said Jesus called them together to the 12 apostles and gave them power and authority. By the grace of God. See, you got everything you need to be successful. I don't care what you need. Everything you need to be successful, you already got it. 
Go over there to first, second, um, Peter, second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. You already got it. You're not trying to get it. People try to make it seem like it's so hard that you can't live this Christian life. That's a lie from the pits of hell. You are an overcomer by the grace of God. You're just not a mat that people can walk all over and take advantage of. You may not have all the mental capability or whatever, but you still are a human being by the grace of God. And you deserve God's best. That's why the scripture said, as far as, as far as you know, know him better. He will give you, he will give you through his power everything you need for living a God, a truly good life. Everything you need. Everything you need. That thing about all the stuff you pray for, all the stuff you believe and ask God for, you already got it. He's already given it to you. And the only thing we got to do is learn how is to be able to, to push back. Go over there to the book of, book of um, John, John chapter 11 and verse 39. I, I like this scripture. I like this scripture. This is a scripture you always preaching on the, um, the resurrection by Mary and Martha. Remember that one? Remember Lazarus had died. Not only he had died, but he was stinking. Look at your neighbors that stinking. Smelling. He had a foul odor. And nobody really want to, want to smell. And all of a sudden, just like a lot of people today, anytime there's a situation come, they want Jesus to do it for them. Jesus said, no. And Jesus said, take ye away the stone. You push back. You do what you can do, and I do what you can't do. They were looking for Jesus to do it. And Martha and the sister, and Martha, the sister of Jesus, that was, that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. Let me tell you something. That's a lot of stuff that devil because we have not pushed back, it's stinking in our life. And we need to get them closets cleaned out. We need to get the devil out the house. We need to get him out of our, 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 out of our business by the grace of God. Our finance stinking. Our life stinking. All types of crazy stuff stinking. Our relationships stinking. All types of stuff is stinking. But guess what? You got, to, you got time to push back. Time to push back. You cannot allow yourself. Because the world is closing in on you, honey. If you may, you, can be, you may sit back and get your little bag with your little lunch bag and your, your little naps and little Coke and, and all the good stuff and go on your picnic. The world ain't picnicking with you, honey. The devil come to kill, steal, and to destroy. But guess what? You can push that back. You can change that by the grace of God. He don't have to steal from you. The only reason he's still for you, because you don't listen to the Holy Spirit. And many of the problems that we're dealing with today, you got to get this. It's not because of God. It's because we failed to listen to the Holy Spirit that told us what to do. And because we didn't do it, now we're dealing with the consequences of it. If we learn to listen to the Holy Spirit and do what he tells us to do, we won't have to suffer with the pains that we're suffering with and deal with the problem we're dealing with. Because he knows. We got to push back. It's time to push back. And he told him, he said, look, 
And they told him, said, by now he's stinking. They, Jesus knew. But guess what? Jesus wasn't concerned about time. And I, and I think that's what we got to get to a point where stop looking at, look at people. It don't matter what people think. Look at your neighbor and say, it don't matter what people think. Because they're going to think what they want to think anyway. It don't matter. And you can't be buddies with everybody. And you're going to live a godly life and you can't be buddies with everybody. Everything you say is not going to be accepted if, if you're walking with God. And everything God tells you, you can't go around and tell all your friends about it either. Because guess what? Something God meant for you, but it's not meant for everybody else by the grace of God. And that's why I said it's time now to start, start pushing back. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, 19 and 20. And see, and the thing about it is, we have to begin to understand just, you know, several, several months ago when I was, you know, uh, we were going through all this cancer, all that good stuff, and the Holy Spirit said, son, listen to me. It's time for you to push back. Time for you to push back. And so and all of a sudden, when they start pushing back and fighting back by the grace of God, things start changing. Are you listening to me? Because, see, sometimes the enemy can try to wear you down. Look at your neighbors and wear you down. And if you don't know how to fight back and push back, before you know it, he took your lunch, he got your clothes, got your shoes, got your money, got your food, you're in the house starving to death. <laughs> but in Jesus' name, that's not going to happen. We're pushing back. We're fighting back with everything we got. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He can't stop me. He can't kill me. He can't hurt me. That solidified in my heart by the grace of God. He can put all the caskets and all the hearses there is in the world. He can line them up out there. But until I said time to go, we ain't going no place by the grace of God. Are you listening to me? And see, and you got to be very resilient when it comes to that type of stuff. Well, you know, this is the big one. Ain't no big one. The big one is Jesus. That's the big one. Greater is he that is in you. That's the big one. All this other stuff is just foolishness, really. And people are believing these lies and letting the devil tell them. You know, just like all this stuff when it comes to all this stuff about diseases and stuff like that. Listen to me. There's no disease. Look at your neighbors and no disease. It's above the name of Jesus. Everything got to submit to that name. I don't care what it is. I don't care how long it is. There's nothing you deal with or dealing with right now cannot be reversed by the grace of God. The Bible said all things are possible to who? To them that believe. If you can believe it, it's possible to change by the grace of God. It's I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe him. And see, and this is the key, to understand that God, the power that's available to me. You ain't got to depend on all these other resources. You don't have to depend on all these other people to help you to do stuff for you. You got to depend on Jesus. Once you realize that, guess what? You probably get rid of your blood pressure pill. Because now you're not stressing and worrying about stuff. Remember back in the 80s when I was in Germany, we used to, they had this crazy song out. You guys probably heard it back in America as well, back in, I think, about 89 and 88, right before the, the wall, the Berlin Wall came down. 
He said, don't worry. Do what? Be happy. So why are we walking around looking like we're sucking on a lemon? Huh? When you walk in the store, the people say, man, I don't know what that person had today, but man, they had some good. Ma'am, can I help you? You're absolutely right you can help me. The goodness of God. Amen. And you want to, if you want to help, or you heard me say this more, if you want to help them go in the store and need some help, go in there and go in there just like you're happy, you're excited. All the, all of the store helpers in the store will come to you, want to help you. But now going out like you want to suck on a lemon. Everybody's in the store running from you. They'll tell you what you need to do, and that's it. Um, where is such and such at? Uh, it's down that aisle. They ain't going there with you, honey. <laughs> you, take, you take your depression, you take your disappointment and all your frustration, and you go right on down your aisle by yourself, okay? Because we are not going with you. And the sad thing about it, and people don't get it. And then when they come out of the store, they're mad. They're mad. They didn't help me. I've seen people with a smile on their face get help. And there they are, they're the associate helping another person. Lead that person with no smile and go help the person with a smile. I've seen it many times. There's something about a smile. The joy of the Lord is your what? It's your strength. It's not depression. You're an overcomer. Because the Bible says, remember in the book of, book of Psalms, said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Has nothing to do with the devil. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And you tell the God, God, what type of day you want to have, and he has set it in motion by the grace of God. By the grace of God. It's time to push back. Just like, just like when old David, when David, when, remember when, when David lost all his family, all the, wild, all the soldiers lost all the wives and everything, and then all of a sudden they were talking about stoning old David. And old David said, you know what? God, what should we do? What should we do? And God told him, he said, David, stand up, boy. If you pursue, you shall recover all. By the grace of God. David had a choice to make. He had to make, he had a choice to make. But by doing what God told him to do, what happened? What happened? What happened? For he pursued, not only got what the devil took from him, but he got what was taken from other people as well. God always exceeds your expectation by the grace of God. And just like, just like old Peter, old Peter, he had went out, and him and his boys has, has, had, had fished all night long. You know how we are when we get tired. Don't mess with me now. I'm tired. Call me in about 20 minutes. 20 minutes later, we're still in the same mood. Only thing changes time. We haven't changed. Then after a while, you keep on messing with you. We get mad and say, you need to leave me alone now. Go do it yourself. God is good, amen? But Peter and them had fished all night long, were tired, dead tired. Then all of a sudden, Jesus told Peter, said, Peter, son, there's, a more, there's fish out there. There's fish out there. 
what you got to do, Peter? You got to get in this boat and push back, Peter. Push back. And notice when they decide to push back, not only were they blessed, but all the friends that were with him were blessed too. He could have sat there and sat there just like a lot of people said, well, you know, Lord, I, I, just don't, I just don't feel like it. You know how the devil do it sometimes? Start talking to a child, I do it, but I just don't feel like it. You know, I'd go if I would, but I just can't do it right now. But let some crazy come along. All of a sudden, we get instant, instant strength out of nowhere. Let some gossip come along on that phone or whatever. We ready to talk then. Come on, somebody. But a few minutes ago, you didn't feel like doing nothing. I don't even feel like getting off this chair. I don't even feel like eating. Really? You know you got to be in a bad shape not to feel like eating, honey. I'm telling you. But God is good. But after he got off, after Peter and them did what God told them to do, he, they had so many fish because he pushed back. I wonder if we push back on some of the stuff that the enemy has taken from us. I wonder, can we get it back? I know we can. Because when you, when you go, when you read the story over in the third chapter of the book of, Psalm, um, book of Samuel, about, uh, I think, um, chapter 31, when, when David got ready for an attack, the Ziklag and all those people with him, man, they were parting big down. Parting off of what? Parting off the stuff that stole from other people. See, the devil don't care. He, he don't care nothing about you. And that's where we got to get to the point where we don't care nothing about him. He ain't big. He, ain't, he is not like that. He is not that tight. He's not that big by the grace of God. And so once we realize that, guess what? We can change some things. And you know what? It's just like uh, Betts was saying a minute ago. You can have what you say. Whatever you're getting, look at what you're saying. And I know this is, this is a, this is a trick. This, this right here is hard for a lot of Christians. And this is why the devil trips you up at. We believe God five minutes. And ten minutes later, we like down Thomas. We can't figure it out. We, we can't see the trees. We're looking at the forest. He done jacked our minds up with all types of crazy thoughts. But we got to get better than that by the grace of God. Go over there in the book of, book of Matthew, I mean, the book of Mark, Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. It verily I say unto you, to whatsoever shall you say unto this mountain. Why do you use the term mountain? Because it was something big. You, you just can't go out and just push mountains around. And what he was using as an analogy to let you know, I don't care how big or how great it is to you. If you can believe it, you can move it by the grace of God. Time is not, it's not a factor. It don't really matter how long you've been there. It don't matter. God is changing stuff every day. And just because you can't, you haven't done it, you didn't do it 25, 20, 40, 50, 20, 30 years ago, that don't mean it can't be done today. But the question is, are you willing to put forth the effort, the time and the energy to do it? By the grace of God. Then he said, and, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not down in his heart, but shall believe those things which he said, not what I say, but what you say. 
what you say is important because see what you say is what's going to what's going to convince is going to persuade your heart by the grace of God and words are power they're seeds and when you plant the words down they're going to grow if it's negative you're planting negative words that's why a lot of people are not successful and not to the point where they can be successful because they have accepted that thought they can't be some people say well you know they've been told that they're stupid so long guess what they walk around acting like they're stupid. And really they're not. But they have accepted that thought. They've accepted that belief. And because they accept it, that's what the scripture said. You have what you say. It had nothing to do with what I say, but what you say. Don't get me wrong, what I say can have power too. But what you say has more power than what I say. Because that's what's going to influence your it's going to influence your heart. And then it said, and then it goes on that says, um, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he what? He saith. I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty powerful. Amen. And see, the point with it, people wanting to start new dreams and God is telling them to do certain things or whatever, and they looking at this age thing. Look at your neighbor's age. Age is just a number, okay? You act like you're 80, you're 80 years old. You act like you're 100, you're 100 years old. You act like you're 20, you're 20 years old. All depends on how you act and how you think. Because you can reverse things by the grace of God. You can reverse a lot of things going on in your life if, if you allow God to do it. Because what happens is this. Speaking words... Speaking, speaking words is important. It changes the image inside of you. It changes the image inside of you. Man, you can be dumb as a doornail. Guess what? Walking to class, all eight students still walk into class and, and do well. If you think you can do it. Don't let what they do get to you. And don't let what they say overwhelm you. You just continue to Stay in your lane and listen to the Holy Spirit. You can come out there with an A-B just like everybody else can come out with an A-B. If, if not, the magna cum laude. <laughs> Hello? And see, a lot, of people, a lot of people get to a certain age that say, well, you know, it's time, to, it's time now for the big one. Like old, like old Fred Sanford said. He said, this is the big one. I'm coming to join you. I ain't coming to join nothing yet, honey. When that time come, I'll come and join you when that time come. But guess what? I don't see that no time in the future. I got a lot of stuff I got to get accomplished here before that time come. And no devil in hell is going to stop me by the grace of God. He can slow me down, but he can't stop me. And every time you get ready to do something, you can strike out to do something good for God. Look at your neighbor and say, good for God. The devil immediately come and try to attack you. He brings some type of storm in your life to try to discourage you, to make you quit, and to make you give up. And too many times what we do, we don't always look at the problems. We look at the symptoms. Remember, in, in, you know, when Jesus was, when the disciples were born to, on the other side of Galilee? What they were looking at, they weren't looking at the problem. They were looking at the symptoms. They were looking at the waves. 
What was the real problem was the wind. And when Jesus rebuked the wind, guess what? The waves went away. And that's what you got to do. God, I'm not really sure what is the cause here. But you show me what is the cause. And you be still and listen long enough and get away from all them psychics out there. God will talk to you. He'll tell you what you need to do. And if you do it, you're going to come out every time by the grace of God. So that's why when you speak words, it's important making sure you speak the right words, faith words inside of you. Words is going to build you up. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to keep you. It's going to cause you to move forward. Versus word is going to depress you by the grace of God. And stop thinking about all this old foolishness the devil put in your head about what, what he done to you, what he used to do to you, and all that stuff like that. But get those things put you up behind You are a new creation now. Old things have passed away. Because, see, he wanted to continue to hold you in contempt of what you used to be. No, honey, you've changed. Look at your neighbor and say, I've changed. I know I've been changed. Now, I'm not going to do that right now, but we'll do it later. But, but God is good, though, amen? God is good. But things have changed by the grace of God. Things have changed, and, and you are changing. Look at your neighbor and say, you are changing. And, you, and, and guess what? I know some of you are going through some changes, but you are changing for the better. You don't like the changes, but guess what? It's for the better. And look at your neighbor and say, stop fighting the change. And work with God. Work with him. And stop trying to push him back. He know what you need. He know where he want to take you. Only thing you got to do is just say, hey. It's just, just like the stable singer say, the Holy Ghost said, I'll take you there. Do you want to go there? Huh? I want to go there myself by the grace of God. God is just an amazing type of God by the grace of God. And you want, you want words that, guess what? It's going to produce faith. It's going to produce faith in your life. If you hear something negative, you don't want to repeat that negative stuff. What they said, you don't care what they said. If it's not God, I don't want nothing to do with it by the grace of God. And that's why sometimes when people be talking to you, they say something stupid, they follow out counseling them, them crazy words in the name of Jesus. That, that does not affect me. I'm not that person. They're not going to speak that on me, and I refuse to accept it by the grace of God. I am an overcomer. I'm a winner. And I'm not a loser by the grace of God. I always come out on top. He always calls me to triumph by the grace of God. Not sometime, but always. Always. Look at the names of always. What is always? Always you win. Well, why in the world am I losing then? Because I'm not making smart decisions. So I can win. But if I do the right thing, guess what? God's going to take me where I need to go. And by the grace of God, I want to get there. I want to get there by the grace of God. Proverbs 18, 21. You, you heard this scripture. want to read it. Got one more scripture. Then we're going to give you some pointers how to push back. And then we're going to close it out. Amen. Are you getting anything today? God is good. 
Proverbs 18, 21, in the living verses, the living translation, said a tongue can bring death or life. Not my tongue, your tongue. And see, and so many people don't believe, don't, don't realize that. They wait until they get in a crisis situation. Then they want to speak all is good. There's nothing wrong with that. But it may be a little bit too late. You want to start speaking good now before you get in a crisis situation. Amen? If bad news is show up, show up in class the day they're getting ready to get the, the final exam for graduation, and you haven't been there all year. That's a, a recipe for a flat zero. F. Now you're mad. You're cussing out the teacher and everybody. But guess what? You had a chance to really to do better. But because you wouldn't do better and decide not to do better, that's the way things are. You can change it. See, it does not matter how you grow up. You can, Jesus grew up in a, and he was born in a barn. It's all about what you do with what you believe and what, what you allow God to do in your heart. You can walk that mess completely out. You can go from the outhouse to the White House. That's up to you. The sky's the limit by the grace of God. We're not in a, living in a society where people say, well, you're limited. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Only thing that limits you is you. You put the limits upon yourself by listening to these other people's lies. That's what they have listened to, and that's what they have done. And now they're trying to convey that same foolishness onto you, but I refuse to do it. I refuse to listen to that mess. When they start talking that mess, I say, y'all have a good day, and we'll see you later, because I am G-O-N-E gone. And guess what? And don't, don't plan to come back anytime soon. Done with it. Because you can feed your mind off of better stuff than just a bunch of garbage by the grace of God. And that's why it's important is to be able to, to rule. And see, the point is, by when you speak, you're not just speaking just because, but you're speaking the words of God. Go to the book of uh, Job chapter 22 and verse 28. You guys know this scripture by heart. But it's important to understand the thought that you have when you speak. Don't let other people who got more seniority, look at your neighbor and say seniority. Maybe experiencing you got over talk you. Because there's a lot of snooty people out there. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not belittling education at all. I'm not putting it down. I think it's great and wonderful. But just because you have one don't mean you know it all. You'll never outsmart the Holy Ghost. He always knows. Even, even some of the doctors are baffled because of the simple fact they don't know. Why do you think they got all the intellect from they got, it, they got it from books, too, but guess what? Somebody had to write them books. Somebody had to give it, had to put that stuff into writing so they can put it in book so they could get it. So all of it come from God, basically. See, this stuff gets easy. Look at your neighbor says it gets easy. It's, it's going to get hard. 
The Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. Honey, you figure this stuff out by the grace of God. It become easy. Job 22, 28, what did it say? She'll be established for you. Not me, but you. See, and this is where a lot of people have made a mistake because, see, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they go to church, they go through the motion, they go through all this hoopla and stuff like that, but they're ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They're full of religion. If you tell them not saved, they, they, they ready to pull out 357 bazookas and guns and everything there. Boy, they ready to go to battle. Who are you talking about? I'm not saved. Who are you talking about? You don't tell me that I'm not saved. I know my Bible. I know God too. Well, you know of God, but you really don't know him. You can learn a whole lot more than what you do know if you open your heart to it. See, if it's not working for you, then you need to reevaluate what you have and look at it and make sure that you're getting the right thing. If you're still doing the things you used to do 20 years ago, five years ago, six years ago, you're sitting in church every Sunday, listen to the word, all that good stuff. Something wrong with that picture. Huh? Something wrong with that picture. Because this word is going to change you. It's going to change you. It's not to the point you want to change. It's going to change you, period. I can speak myself. It, it, it changed me. Because I don't think the way I used to think. I don't look at things the way I used to look at things. Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Then go over there from Romans chapter, chapter 12 and verse 2. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Update your mind. Stop thinking about all this old crazy stuff. And then go over there into the book of, book of Philippians. Think about something good. Whatsoever things are good. Instead of thinking about how you're going to jack your husband's dinner up at night, think about how you want to treat him that night. Think about how you're going to cuss your wife out when you get home because she's shorter and shorter when you're on the phone. Think of how much you love her. Hello? It could be a happy evening. Versus having been, been a meal of burnt sacrifice. Or go in the house and say, look, I know you got the gun. I know the knife is over there. You can go ahead and put them up. You don't, need, you don't need to use them on me today. Crazy stuff, I'm telling you. Crazy stuff. What you decree, by the, by the grace of God, it'll come to pass. That's why it is important for what you say when it comes to your kids, grandkids, even in your life, when, even when the situation going on in the world today, even on a job. If things on the job is chaotic and all jacked up, don't say it is jacked up because you got to remember because you're part of that mess. It may be jacked up for you, but guess what? God always calls me to triumph. I always find favor. Well, they're not promoting. God always promote me by the grace of God. 
Well, you know, they, they, don't like, they don't like certain people. They like me. They're not like anybody else, but they like me. And guess what? I like them too. You love me and I love you. As happy as we can be. By the grace of God. So, hey. No, you don't have to get all indignant. Get all crazy. No. But the point is, you don't want to get on this bandwagon and start saying stuff and negate really what God wants to do in your life. If you believe it and continue to keep speaking it, it'll come to pass by the grace of God. How we push back, I'm going to give you four things right quick. How we push back, how we push back. Number one, we have to learn how to face the problem. We have to learn how to face our problems. And this is something people don't like to do. You can't change what you're not willing to confront. You got to be able to confront it in order to change it. Now, when the change comes, are you willing to submit to the change? Are you willing to do what, what it takes? Because a lot of times God will tell us what to do and we still won't do it. I know you guys won't do None of you are doing nothing like that. But a lot of people do that. God tell them what to do, lay out a plan for them, and guess what? They'll walk right around, walk right away, and do just the opposite. Then a few months later, they complain again about, about another plan. Well, you may not get another plan because you haven't worked the first one yet. Until you work the first one, then you may get another one. See, God got a great sense of humor. And he loves you. And he got great plans for you. So you got to face your problem first. One of the things you got to do is you got to face your problem. Second is you got to stand in faith. You can't be like in the book of James, wavering. Today you, you believe it. Tomorrow you don't believe it. You're not sure it may work or may not work. Uh, the devil will show you some type of crazy signs or symptoms and whatever to try to get you off course, to make you start doubting. Well, I'm not so sure it's going to work now. But you got to stay in faith. Stay in faith. Be in confidence of this very one thing. What he has promised, he's also able to perform. And God will do it for you. And, and, don't, and, and this is not a point, but just something to just add to that. Don't try to put a time label on it, timetable on it. You just do what God tells you to do. If you believe it. Because some things that you're praying for, look at your neighbors, there's some things you're praying for. It involves other people's will. And it's going to take time. It could be your children, it could be a husband, it could be a grandmother, it could be a mother, it could be a dad, don't know. It's going to take time for God to work in the heart. But that's why you got to stand in faith. And sometimes it seems like they get worse before they get better. Has anybody ever been there before? You heard people say, the more I pray for you, the worse you get. Anybody ever heard that before? How old the generation was notorious for that type of stuff? It's a wonder they didn't damn us all to go to hell, I tell you. Because <laughs> the stuff they spoke on us and stuff that they said to us growing up, by the grace of God, we, we all here. But I'm telling you, some of the stuff they used to speak to us, it's a miracle that we're here by the grace of God. Command, they, when they get mad, hunter, they could beat us down with their tongue, brother. They didn't have to get no broom or no switch. 
Well, you get that tongue, brother, it'll beat you down. Brother David, they'll wear you out, brother. Make you feel like you're not even a human being. Feel like you want to go in the house, go underneath the bed, and never come from under there. Hide forever. Stand in faith, number, th number three. Stand in boldness. This is the boldness we have in him. When we come before him, come before the throne of grace, that we may obtain boldness by the grace of God. Stand in boldness. I'm sharing these things with you because going through what we have gone through, we have to do these very same things, really. We have to, we have to face the problem by the grace of God. We have to stand in faith, even though there were symptoms dictating and saying otherwise. I still had to stand in faith to trust God. Body was just overwhelming with pain, excruciating pain. And seeing the thing about some of this stuff, you know, when you're on chemo, you cannot take anything. You cannot take certain medicine. I couldn't take Advil, whatever. Only thing I could do to give relief was to pray. So, you got to be standing boldness. You cannot give in. Even though there were some days that you felt like you want to give up. But guess what? A winner will never quit, and a quitter will never win. You got to hang in there. And that's why the scripture said, if I can find the scripture over there in the book of, in the, in the book of um, Romans, God, God is an amazing God. Romans turned right to it. Romans chapter chapter 8. And what verse is that? Uh, Romans chapter 8 and uh, verse 18. This is what it says. I reckon, for I reckon that the suffering of the present time, present time, is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed to us. What a powerful statement. See, when you're going through, let me tell you, the devil is messing with you, talking in, talking in your one ear. God is in the other ear. You got, you, got, you got to make some decisions. You got to make some decisions. I've been through many things in my life, but I've never in my life been through anything like this. This right here tested everything in my manhood could be tested. But I thank God for the grace. Look at your neighbor said grace. Then the last point is this, how we push back. We speak God's word. We speak God's word. And not only just speak it, we continue to keep speaking it. Continue to keep praying. Continue to keep trusting. Definitely getting ready to play. We're getting ready to close. But God is good, amen? As a church, it's time for us to push back. It's time to push back. Stop being passive. Stop running after all the stuff the world is running after. Stop doing everything the world is doing out there, believing everything that the world is believing. Learn how to build a faith, confidence, and trust in God for yourself. And when you do that, guess what? God can do some great things in your life by the grace of God. You're not going to get, you'll never learn to be a swimmer sitting outside the pool with your, with your feet in the water. 
you'll never learn to be a swimmer. You can talk about it. You can fascinate it. You can, you can fantasize about it. But until you get out there and turn loose the sides and get into the deep, then you got a choice to make. Hope somebody can swim. I hope you got a, a, a raft or something you can, you can hold on to. But if not, uh, we might have to get you from the bottom. Because <laughs> you're going down. That's bottom line. It's not, it sounds crazy, but it's true. And this is what you want to do. See, God, is, God wants you to be successful. He don't want you to be a wimp. He wants you to take charge of your life by the grace of God. All what he went through, the suffering on the cross for him, him dying and all the stuff he did for you. He don't want you to just, just think about what you do, what you've done for your kids. All the stuff you, you've done for them growing up. For them to take that and just not do anything with it and just disrespect you with it, ignore you about it, guess what? It'll be an embarrassment to you, really. It'll hurt you dearly. But guess what? We haven't, did, we haven't did anything even close to what Jesus had done for us. How much he loved us. And guess what? He is not calling you to be no zombie. He is causing you to live your life. Not only just live a life, but live an abundant life by the grace of God. So God is good. So God is good. So he just wants to continue to, to bless you and continue to do the things you want to do in your life. And, and by the grace of God, all this stuff that's going on in the world, we need, to, we, need to, we need to push back. We need to push back. Take control. Take control of our own stuff. And stop letting the world control us. We need to control it. So, but God is good. Tell, tell her, turn it up a little bit. Can't hear it. There's a song right here called Turn It Around. I'm calling on the name It changes everything, yes God, turn it around God, turn it around Guess what, he will God, turn it around All of my hope is in the name The name of Jesus God, be the glory God, be the glory 